Don't worry, I'm not going to give you any bad dad jokes this week. I don't want to muddy my reputation more than what it already is. Welcome to Unbuckled Comics. If you're new, welcome. There's a liability form on the back table next to the lump of brown Play-Doh. If you are returning, thank you for your continued support. I am Unbuckled Cape, the host of this little comic podcast. And today we have Batman One Bad Day Clayface. We We are so close to being done with all these Batman One Bad Days. Uh, before we head out on patrol, I must let you know that I have social media pages, both on Facebook and Instagram of the same name, Unbuckled Comics. There you can keep up with upcoming episodes and check out some videos that I make of our, um, like the single issues. I like to rank the covers of single issues of some comic runs that we're talking about on the show and yeah, stuff like that. Oh, I also post the uh, clues and then the answer to our Patreon, or not Patreon, our Discord um, game, Capes Detectives. Speaking of Patreon, if you head on over to Patreon at Unbuckled Comics, you can help support the show by giving me $2 a month. With those $2 a month, you get two extra shows a month, so a dollar a show. You get to... Listen to our solicitation episode that has um, been a consistent part of this podcast since, I think, December of last year, that um, I am now bumping that over to a Patreon exclusive, and I am also moving our Unbuckled and Unscripted to Patreon exclusives. Our Unbuckled and Unscripted have been just random episodes. We've talked Funko Pops. We've talked why I started doing this and a little bit about me. We've talked about... um, Spider-Man the Animated Series with Captain Alcatraz, that was a big one. Uh, My most recent one was about some comics that I picked up at a Comic-Con. So, all over the place. I plan on doing some movies in the future. October is going to be a um, review of Batman Arkham Origins. I was trying to be very topical with that one because the Arkham Trilogy was releasing on Switch and Origin wasn't part of it, so I was going to... But now I just found out today that it is getting bumped to December. So, so much for me being topical. Also, you get access to our Discord, which is a great community. I... I... Everyone in that Discord... Um, we, we've all become friends. It's It's such a great place to just talk about whatever, vent about your life, what's going on. We're all friends there. We all support each other. It is such a cool little community we have, and we would like you to be a part of it. So that's uh, Unbuckled Comics over at Patreon. Oh, and, and another thing that we do on Discord is we have a little game that we play every week called Capes Detectives. Last week on Capes Detectives, I, Unbuckled Cape, got to pick our mystery character because I stumped all the detectives. I finally stumped everyone. We've been doing this for a long time, and I think it's only happened one other time. I, I, I think I think we are on week 25 of this. 25 or 26, one of the two. And uh, 
Savagery the Hoagie Man picked King Komodo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I picked some very tough clues, and we won. So this week, I went with the color green to start out as my first clue. It was kind of a green screen, and Captain N guessed it right away with Green Lantern. So Captain N get, got to pick the character for this week, and um, we did have a winner already, a winner on the second clue. So I will be giving them a shout-out next week, and I don't get to pick the character. But that's okay. Um, as far as what have I have been doing this last week, uh, not a whole lot of anything. I've been trying to tidy up um, Cadence of Hyrule, been playing a little bit of that. I'm, I'm so close to the end now, I, you know, I can see the finish line, so I've really been putting some time into that. And I've also finished reading the last four issues of, I, I want to say Zardes, Zardesky, I can't remember his last name, the writer of the, the Daredevil, the, the writer for the Fist Saga, the last four issues of his run, I finally finished reading them, and it was such a great end to Fist Saga Part 1 and 2, which are review episodes we did last month, um, if you read those, you have to read Volume 3, it, it's real short, but it was a beautiful ending to that. I can't, unfortunately, review it on here because there's no good way to do it without spoilers. And I don't even think the trade is out for that yet. So, um, just not a good idea for me to do a review. But my review is, if you read Volumes 1 and 2, you need to... What are you doing? You need to read the third volume with that. Um, it, it, was, it was really good. And like I said, it was a nice ending. It wasn't... Um, it did leave on a little bit of a cliffhanger, which does have me excited for the next Daredevil run, uh, but it wasn't, I don't know, it was just a nice end. It ended the way it should have, and it made me very, very happy. So, I am still working on the idea of having a game show. I, I do, I did decide that we are doing a tournament. It, I just, I gotta collect some characters and figure out what type of tournament we want our first one to be and start uh, getting things around, getting some opinions from some of our Discord members and Patreons and, and start compiling that. I'm hoping to have that out to you guys by November. I wanted to do it by October, but the more I think about it, the more I think I'm going to have a hard time finding time to pinch it together. I have a, a lot of recording to catch up on, and I want that to take priority over the game show because I don't want to be late on episodes to anybody, Patreons and um, non-Patreons, uh, Crusaders and Brigaders. So I, I want to make sure you guys all get your podcast episodes because that's that's what this is. And then once I get caught up a little bit on that, I'd, I'd love to start doing the uh, Unbuckled Tournament stuff. And actually, as I'm sitting here, let me get my pen. I'm probably one of the few people that still use a pen and use paper notes, but I love my paper notes. Let me write down here. I just had an idea for a tournament, and I'm going to mull that over. I don't know. I'm probably going to have to get some opinions on it. But but anyway, um, I'm going to think about this. You guys sit back and enjoy this review of Batman One Bad Day Clayface. Alright, so we're taking a look at the second to last uh, Batman One Bad Day. And we get Clayface for this one. Do I have to go through it again? Alright, um, so these are one-shot stories. I've, I have done, I think there's eight of them total, 
this is number seven. So in the previous six, I've gone over this um, for each one, but we'll do it here again. So these are one-shot stories that are inspired by the killing joke. Um, basically, the only thing that they have really in common with the killing joke is the font for the titles on the front of the covers and the idea that all it takes is one bad day to change the course of someone's life. So in the killing joke... Uh, Joker captures Jim Gordon and, you know, he shoots Barbara Gordon, he tortures Jim and all to try and make him turn crazy like the Joker, um, because Joker had a really bad day and at the end of that really bad day, he became the Joker, right? So, um, in the killing joke, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's basically what everyone perceives as Joker's actual origin story. Um, there has been a couple of them, but this is the one that, um, I'm going to say like 90% of, uh, comic book fans and Batman fans say, yeah, this is Joker's origin story. So he, um, was a failing comedian. He kind of turned to crime to go join this gang for like one big score. And the day that they were supposed to go do this, his, uh, wife who was pregnant, got in a car accident. She passed away. Um, of course, that means the baby passed away, too. The criminals still made him go do this job, which he was the Red Hood and basically a distraction for Batman, and he falls into the bat of acid and becomes Joker. Um, these stories are not like that. Um, it's the idea of how uh, one bad day can change the course of someone's life, like I said. Um, so basically, we've had Riddler was the first one. And Riddler's was how his dad would abuse him in school, and he had to basically at perfect grades, or his dad would have, you know, beat him, and how this teacher kept messing with him, and how that made him basically drove him to be the Riddler. We have um, Harvey Dent's Two Face personality, how that affects him for the future. Um, the Penguin got run out of Gotham, how that affects him currently. Um, that one is kind of canon with everything, and I guess all these could be seen as canon, um, but that one definitely is more with the current line of Batman comics, and then um, we also had Penguin, which I just said, Freeze, oh, Catwoman and Bane were the two last ones, um, So, and they each have their own kind of different stories, so they're not all the same stories. They are um, different. Uh, some have been really great. Some have been meh. Um, Clayface, I have really high hopes for. Um, I have high hopes for all of these. I, I love the concept, and, and I think the Riddler was one that I put up there pretty high. I absolutely... I know I really liked it. I don't know if I gave it the the what are you doing, or the get on it. I think it fell in get on it, but even still, that means it's a pretty good comic. And a couple of them have surpassed that, and then a few others dip low. Anytime you read a comic, you um, are thinking, hey, I want this to be a good comic. No one no one picks up a comic going, I hope this is a piece of flaming turd. Um, so, of course, I have high hopes for Clayface. Um, also because I haven't read many comics with Clayface in, but I like the Clayface and Batman the Animated Series. And then, of course, the Arkham City Clayface is um, absolutely epic. 
So moving forward with our creators of this, we have Colin Kelly, who's a writer. He has worked on Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, which is a very recent ongoing series for Cap. Uh, a lot of Star Trek, um, Genlock, Green Arrow, and Kang the Conqueror. Then we also have Jackson Lazing, who is another writer. He worked with Colin in Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty. Uh, some Star Trek, Batman and Robin Eternal, Devil's Reign, which is um, pretty current um, Daredevil run. And then uh, also a handful of Nightwing. And then we have Zermanico. He is an artist. Uh, he worked on Injustice, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Flashpoint, Beyond, uh, Kiss. I didn't know there was a uh, Kiss comic and uh, WWE comic. Then also quite a few Mighty Morphin Power Ranger runs. Then we have Romalo. Oh boy. Rajardo Jr. Fajardo Jr. Mm, sorry. Uh, Wonder Woman, Justice League, G.I. Joe, Wolverine. Did I say he's an artist? Another artist, Wonder Woman, Justice League, G.I. Joe, Wolverine, Harley Quinn, and uh, Deadpool, Bad Blood, which they are currently doing Deadpool, Badder Blood, but I did not see his name uh, tagged onto that one. So, anyway, I kind of gave you the whole one bad day scheme. Um, I want to start off with just talking about Clayface as an individual, it's not really relevant to the story, but it is kind of relevant to who Clayface is. So for me, um, I always see Clayface as Matt Hagen, which is the Batman animated series Clayface, and then also the Clayface that is in Arkham City. Like I said, I have not had many comic books with Clayface, and I can think of maybe one other one, and that's a big maybe. Um, so when I opened this up, I was thinking it was going to be Matt Hagen. It's not. It's um, his name is Basil, sorry, Basil Carlo, um, and he is the original Clayface, which I did not know. Uh, he started out in his like origin. He started out as a uh, low actor who used the persona of a villain that he portrayed once in a movie um, to commit crimes. Uh, very Scooby-Doo-ish. He is created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, who are the two creators of Batman. So he's, you know, an original Batman villain that, like so many other Batman villains, have stood the test of time with him. Um, throughout his early years, his Golden Age, Silver Age years, he formed what was the Mud Pack, which was a uh, bunch of villains that at one point or another, had the Clayface mantle. I think there was four or five of them in the mud pack. And uh, Basil didn't actually gain the shape-shifting Clayface power that we are all very familiar with today um, until he somehow gained DNA from other members of the mud pack, and that's kind of how it started. Um, not 100% sure, but I do know I actually have some older Batman comics with the mud pack in it. So now knowing that, um, I'm, I, I definitely got to check those out to see if I have um, one of the comics where that is part of that storyline. That would be pretty cool if I had that. Um, but anyway, just to kind of give everyone a little bit of background on Clayface and which Clayface we're looking at here. So um, Basil Carlos is using the um, alias Clay. I'm not, I don't know if they say his last name or if he just goes by Clay. And he moves out to L.A. as a struggling actor working in a restaurant as a waiter. 
Um, he and his friend waiter audition for the same part in a movie, and you know Clay's kind of upset about it, but he ends up giving some really good advice to his friend, and it ends up his his friend gets the part and not him, and, you know, afterwards they're kind of talking about it, and Clayface just loses control and kills his friend, and then, of course, does the Clayface thing and takes over. Um, so he goes into, like, the, the recording, and he continues to try and do this movie the way he wants it done, the way that, you know, got him barred from having um, the part in the first place, and the the cool part about this is um, the movie is actually the killing joke. So Clayface is portraying Joker right before he um, he goes right right before like his wife dies. Um, and the care that they put into this scene where he's standing there talking to what is his wife in in that comic book. It's almost step for step. I can't remember. I know Clayface is holding the Red Hood helmet. I don't think Joker is holding the Red Hood helmet when he, he's having this conversation with his wife. But um, it's funny because the, the script is mentioned before, and I didn't pick up on the words. But then when you see the way he's dressed and there's a, um, I don't know what they're called, the little clipboards that they hold in front of the camera, and they're like, take 27, action. It has uh, the the killing joke written across it, which um, makes a lot of sense because Clayface has this vision for this movie, and he's very attached to it. Uh, he's from Gotham; he knows the Joker. So uh, the fact that the director is kind of yelling at him, it's driving him nuts. And as the angrier and more stress he gets, you know, you can kind of see his skin start to droop a little bit and bubble and. Um, he ends up getting fired, and his agent comes in and is, like, ripping into him. But it's it, remember, it's not his agent. It's actually his friend's agent because they all think that he's his friend that he killed. Um, probably not much of a friend since he killed him. And he ends up just basically slaughtering um, everyone involved in this movie uh, to enable his vision to come to life. And he even goes and kills the producer... And ends up going to his home and throws this massive Hollywood party and invites um, two of his other friends from the restaurant as guests of honor. And this whole thing seems kind of odd. It just, and again, I don't know uh, Basil Carlos well enough. Maybe this does track for his character. It just seems kind of odd that he's like has this connection with these low-time actors, and um, the one he actually is showing affection for, you know, getting close to her, trying to touch her hand, and um, he ends up losing composure talking to them, and, you know, we get again get to see, like, his face bubbling. He kind of, like, leaves to go, you know, talk to the famous people that he supposedly knows, and enter Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne claims that he is there to discuss a movie called the gray ghost, which is being shot on site in Gotham. And he wants to talk to it with a producer who clay was impersonating, which, um, 
The reason he ended up killing the producer was because the producer completely cut the Killing Joke movie altogether in favor of the Grey Ghost. So now Bruce is there talking about this movie that um, is getting, was being thrown in production over top of his because it was something that they could franchise. And I'm, I, I'm guessing this is like taking a look at probably the harsh realities of these struggling actors that have these visions in Hollywood of these movies that they want to do and they just get, you know, cut off at the knees or whatever. And, you know, Basil is looking at this as his big chance to get back into the movies. He's away from Gotham. And with each little stress and bubble of the skin, he's also having like these little flashbacks of Batman like running him down in Gotham and like every big defeat he's had. And this is where the writing in this book gets really, really clever. It is written like an unfinished script. So we're looking at the panels like a normal comic book, and then we get this flashback of Batman chasing Clayface through Gotham City. Clayface melts into a puddle of mud. And it's in like that um, script white paper in between actual panels. And it's really, really clever because these are one-shots. You only have so many pages and so much room to fit your whole story in. And instead of wasting two panels on, like two full-size panels on a flashback in Gotham City, they type in, as if it's a script, flashback, Batman chases Clayface through Gotham, Clayface turns into Mud Puddle. It's something like that. That's not 100% what it says, but that's pretty darn close. And um, it enables us to allow our imagination to give us those panels but it it conserves space and it does that a couple of times not many but when it does do that um i i think that's a really unique and and cool idea and it, it fits the story really really well um so basil is you know every step in this he's losing control and losing control and for some reason which this again does not make any sense to me He's talking to his two friends on the roof, and he just, out of, like, nowhere, kind of decides to confide in them that his name is not Clay, it is Basil Carlos, and the, um, the female that is with him, the one that he kind of showed romantic affection towards, immediately identifies that um, he is, in fact, Clayface. She freaks out. She screams. He douses her with Clay. He attacks the other guy with 